Welcome to another episode of the Naturally Built Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Pablo Cortez. Uh, unfortunately, Anna won't be joining us today to uh, to co-host, um, so it'll just be myself and uh, my guest, who is uh, Frances Aquino. She is a fourth-year landscape architecture student at Cal Poly Pomona um, and is also the current president of the student ASLA chapter. Um, Frances, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you for uh, for taking the time to um, to be on the podcast. Can we do? A, do you want to do a quick intro about uh, yourself? Kind of present yourself to uh, people listening. Sure. I was born in the Philippines. Um, born and raised, actually. I moved here in the United States when I was eight, or I think maybe nine. Um, moved straight to the United States with nothing but a pair of slippers. Um, I came from a tropical country, rainy, hot, humid all the time, moving to the United States during the winter was not very ideal. Um, and it was actually very cold. I kind of hated it for the entire duration of winter going into spring because spring is still a little bit cold. But I then learned that um, I was able to adapt and um, growing up, I got in the way I got into art is that, um, you know, I would, I used to steal my brother's drawings and he wrote in all caps and he had this architectural lettering book that I would just trace over. I would trace over his drawings and that's how, you know, I got into anything uh, artistic in mind. Um, that's just. It's just a quick intro. Yeah. And here I am now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and that sort of brought you, that sort of the interest in art brought you into uh, landscape architecture? Absolutely. My brother has no idea how big of an influence he is uh, to me. <laughs> so as a, as a current student, um, the re one of the reasons why we want to bring you on to the show is um, to kind of give a student's perspective on everything that's been going on, right? Um, so your fourth year... Uh, so you, I guess the, the main question is what has been the biggest sort of challenge that you've seen making the transition from, you know, traditional college life into the, uh, the online courses that uh, have, have been now for the better part of a year or going into a year. Um, how's that been for you? Right. I, I think, uh, my cohort is officially going to be the very first cohort who has experienced an online studio um going into spring um i think the biggest challenge is you know i think we've been very spoiled or we were spoiled going into this uh, um field going into school experiencing um studio um you know and studio culture is a huge thing especially in in landscape architecture whatever design field you're in um whether if it's architecture or landscape architecture, you know that you are able to build um, friendship and relationship, connection, networking. And the best part is you find your tribe or your family that you might consider. And that is the one of the biggest challenge personally for me is that being apart from social interactiveness with friends and the family that the friends who, you know, are, now I call my family and um, 
I TA'd recently for Rennie Tang, um, Nina Briggs, Lorena, um, and Kevin Finch for the first year studio um, in the past fall 2020 um, with um, three of my very close friends. And um, it was very difficult. As a student, we have no idea, you know, the uh, the challenge behind teaching. And we're just going along and saying, oh, why can't they just email it to us? Why can't they just like cut the studio short? Or, you know, like in the student perspective, um, the biggest challenge on both side of the fences is that, you know, I already said in the studio, um, you miss out on spitballing ideas with friends and teammates. And, um, and on the other side of the fence, being a TA, I now have felt the, um, how professors feel, you know, the preparation, the amount of time preparing for a class just for one three hour class takes a long time to prepare. And I'm imagine I'm just a TA. I can't even imagine being a professor and um, being able to provide um, huge content that is meaningful for the student, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. And that, that TA work is on top of your regular classwork, right? I mean, you're Absolutely. taking time away from some of that. Um, yeah. I can definitely see how that, that not being in studio with the group, is you know i i the entire four years that i was in the program that was the program why you're, you're in studio with everybody else um for the majority of those four years and uh, it's uh it seems like you're you're doing okay with it but yeah, i can imagine how much of a of a of a shift that that would be for everybody um to not have that um you know, capability of being in the studio with everybody else. And like I said, spitballing ideas and, and kind of just really being around each other while work is getting done. Right. And trying to help each other out. Yeah. Um, yeah. It seems to be like one of the biggest, uh, if not the biggest uh, um, challenge for you guys. Um, well, uh, considering your TA work um, with the, I guess the lower classmen, have you, do you have any sort of um, advice, uh, maybe some feedback for, um, the freshman and sophomore classes kind of moving forward that you do you think might be um, helpful for them? You know, positive, positive ideas um, or any feedback for them is that um, we didn't quite have this much resource um, before COVID, you know, as like when we were looking back in our freshman year, we, we, we might have had TAs, but um, or we might have had workshops, you know, but those were held um, by ASLA uh, student chapter. Um, the TAs now um, um, that was uh, being uh, provided last semester and this semester is a huge resource. And I think some positive um, advice is to use it and um, I, I almost wanted to say use, abuse, and reuse, but please don't use that. Um, but just keep um, taking advantage of it because um, it, it'll further you um, into your studies or your design or your knowledge and using whether you're a technical person or a conceptual or creative person or both, a hybrid of both. Um, it'll help you in the long run. Um, 
any negative feedback on things to look out for. Um, it was just a, a bummer for me that they weren't able to go to field trips. You know, that's one thing too to build in order to build a, a really strong cohort together. I'm not. This is not to say that online is um, not going to make you guys a strong cohort, but um, the first year alone um, have shown resiliency. And I TA'd in their final last fall. I I was emotional. The gratitude. I was. It was gratifying. It was so rewarding seeing them grow from day one to the final um, day of fall semester. Um, they have grown so much, and they really truly did um, appreciate um, all the help, and they used every help possible. You know, and I think. The negative feedback is just there's no field trip. Um, they don't get to they don't get to experience Valley of Fire. Oh man, that was. Uh, <laughs> hopefully soon, um, soon. Get back to it, huh? Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's definitely a big uh, one of the big uh, things about the programming is those field trips, <laughs> being able to uh, hang out with everybody outside of the studio, and uh, um, you know having that social life outside of where you're. The campus, really, right? You're you're taking off to these different areas and experiencing, um, you know, like Valley of Fire, um, uh, camping <laughs> with everybody else, yeah, which is always fun. Um, <clears throat> so, I think it sounds like your TA work uh, came out of, or maybe you um, have always been involved in that sort of work. Um, is that something that kind of led you into uh, taking on that president? role of the uh, student ASLA? Um, <laughs> I am um, what you call a quote unquote born again college student. I'm not a true freshman, um, but I'm, I'm often mistaken and looking like I'm 18 years old um, for the past, I don't know, decade already, <laughs> um, which I love. I love getting ID'd and carded, um, but um, I think, um, what led me to my role as, as a president is uh, during Valley of Fire field trip, I believe freshman year, very first field trip I've ever experienced in this um, in the design field um, was <laughs> I I came in with a group of friends who are still obviously like my friends and and we call each other family. Um, now but yeah we rolled in together at valley of fire i rented a car and um <laughs> and i think about the first night or second night um andy had andy wilcox uh had um uh noticed the way i would take care of my group that i, I came i drove with and i was helping cook i was helping you know plan out what's going to be for dinner or lunch um what time we should be leaving what time you know things like that almost like I became I was voted the mother of the cohort <laughs> um which I don't mind because I I do like to take care of my friends and pe people in general um but I one one night um getting when we were eating dinner Andy had come up to I don't think he came up to me. I was like around the professors, um, like James Becerra and Ray and them and Kevin. And Andy had just said, you know, you should run for presidency. 
And I was like, and I looked right at him and I laughed. And I'm like, I will never run for anything. <laughs> I'm just here to go to class, learn something, go home and enjoy my life. Um, and then um, by by the time end of the second year, going into third year, I be, I've gotten involved and and I've seen a lot of like how much work it is to be um, to be put in ASLA. And it is you, you truly do treat it like a job because you want to be able to provide quality work and quality anything events to the students because you don't want to just oh here you go and enjoy <laughs> you know you want them to make you want to make them feel very very thought of like they matter and that's that's what i thought as a leader should should do you know and not just it's not you're not being you're not running for a president i i've always believed this and i still do i'm not running for any position to um because to um make my resume uh look good you know like oh yeah i'm a president here you go um but um i really do i think the reason why i treat this with like a work ethic like to a whole point that i really truly care is because I am, I have experienced um, actual work and I've, I'm 32, I think, I'm turning 32 years old. <laughs> I don't even know what day it is. Um, um, I'm turning 32 this year uh, in October. And yes, the work ethic for me is, has been going on for quite a long time, you know, and, and knowing, knowing that I'm going to be leaving and a really good example. And we've always, Andy's always talked about lead by example, you know, and I, I don't, I don't want to just leave and not leave any, anything behind for the students after me. Uh, and I want them to be inspired, you know, especially now. And I didn't imagine running for a presidency and becoming one during the pandemic times, but here we are. <laughs> um, we just gotta keep pushing and stay positive. I, you know, that's all we gotta do. Uh, what are some of the, um, I don't know, were, were there some of the some goals that you've met or some of the actions you've taken as president that you've uh, that you can share that you're uh, proud of? I am actually very proud of one thing that's um, going on right now. Um, I, the SoCal chapters, ASLA presidents, um, all four of us, uh, US, UCLA, USC, um, Cal Poly Slow, and you know us, Cal Poly Pomona, all four of us um, met up last year during the fall, and we um, came to a conclusion along with what Nick Strabi, I think he's the SoCal chapter liaison for students. He got us, he helped us get together and think of, hey, why don't we join um, events together? Why don't we do a joint event uh, for all of our students and create it as not just for a firm visit, but it also targets mixers. You know, you see other students um, from different schools and you can connect with them. You can um, you can ask them questions. What are they learning? Like what, what projects are they doing? But, you know, things like that. I, I believe it's not just my 
uh, most proud moment. I believe it's all four schools most proud moment. This has never happened before. And we are completely taking advantage of the silver lining. And um, during the COVID-19 um, stay at home order, you know, this, we can't do this um, pre-COVID. We can't just always create a joint you know, event, you know, because people have different schedules. But um, I think this is one of my biggest babies. And the fact that um, my most proud moment is being able to build a, a really great team right behind me. I can't do all of what I can do without the team, without my vice president, my treasurer, my secretary, uh, executive, you know, all the event coordinating promotions, things like that, and social media, I can't do it alone. It, um, a leader is nothing without a team. And yeah, so I'm proud of that, of that team. <laughs> nice. Well, that's good to hear. Um, I think uh, kind of maybe moving along a little bit, um, your fourth year student wrapping up this year. Um, are you working right now at, at a, I mean, it seems like you've got a lot going on, but do you, or do you have a, uh, a job with a firm? I, I do not. I actually got laid off from my internship from WATG um, in Irvine, a multidisciplinary firm um, that has, um, you know, a good collaboration of landscape architecture department, architecture, graphic design planners, interior designers, such as that. Um, I got laid off because of COVID. They, they got shocked. Um, I believe it's, you know, not just them, it's every other firms out there who needed to pull back a little bit. And that is um, completely understandable, you know, and it sucks, <laughs> but you just, have to keep going and try to find um, things that will either keep your mind away from the negative thoughts or or find something that will um, uh, get you to be a lot to sell yourself further in the in the field. You know, teach yourself something. Um, and we'll, we'll we'll cover that those things. I think uh, you've done some pretty good. You've done a pretty <laughs> good job of uh, keeping yourself busy and um, building up that uh, that portfolio aside from your your work ethic which you know is <laughs> it's pretty awesome to hear uh, coming from you as far as all the work you've been doing with the school and the um um the sla um speaking of so you have a little bit of experience with a, a a firm um is there anything maybe you can speak for yourself maybe you know the the, the class as a whole um what you're looking for in a firm and what your expectations are as far as um what you'd like to see uh, being made available or the type of work that you'll be doing um, coming out of school and, and starting with a, uh, as a full-time um, employee. Right. Um, as a fourth year student and reaching my um, final year, um, I think just in general is that, um, I think this is not to say that not any for not any, or all firms are actually doing it, but um, now more than ever, you know, since ever since the unveiling or um, finally unveiling the society society unrest, the social unrest of Black Lives Matter and things like that, um, BIPOC, the 
Black, Indigenous, people of color. Um, I'm myself an immigrant. And um, I think a lot of it is to say that we need more representation and representation. And obviously, I look into firms into not just designing beautifying things, but to be honest with you, Pablo, I the past few months um, ending the fall semester, I have gotten very, uh, for lack of a better word, sad. Um, I'm not here to like feed a little bit of like enthusiasm or which I am, but I, I was very sad that the our field alone is not not being taken seriously by the leaders. Um, there is a lot of issues going on from global global uh, global pandemic to climate change. Um, uh, Black Lives Matter. It's been going on for so long, but how come it it has to it has to happen just now? Why do we have to bother Black leaders to give a free lecture? Why do we have to bother um, Brown people, people of color, to give a free lecture? Why didn't this happen now? I I was very lost for a little bit, I can tell you that. And I felt like a, a robot just designing because it's what I was taught, you know, but um, I spoke with a mentor of mine um, and he felt the same way, but we both um, have gone through just, just being able to keep that light, you know, um, keep going and follow the light at the end of the tunnel and and just keep staying positive and it's just um i think what i honestly i think what i what i want to see my expectations for landscape architecture firms whether you're pri private sector or public sector is a little bit of humanity to the people in general. You are designing, we are the protector of public realm. Then let's be that way. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, things have slowly been changing, um, I think, and, um, you know, not, not fast enough as, as a lot of people would like. Um, but I think that your class um, and, you know, any people in school right now um, have been taking it up upon themselves to trying to see those changes, right? By uh, be, being outspoken and, and <clears throat> trying to see some actual uh, change in these uh, uh, firms that may have never had any kind of representation in the past. Um, and then are looking, obviously it's, it's it feels like it's, uh, it's a little late, but at the very least they're trying to make these changes, right? And are now looking at that um, in, in a more, uh, more, I guess, appropriate way, right? Because now that every, not that, um uh you know people like yourself are are making that an issue you know it's it's something that you're looking for in these firms um because if you know if if the representation isn't there you know it's is it is it really up to someone like yourself to be the first 
to make that change in that in in that firm, right? And is that your main goal? It's like no, you're there to work to do some some get your career going. Um, it really is up to the in the leaders to to make those changes. Like you're saying, it, it does seem like you've gotten some feedback from some of these firms. I know I know a firm day is coming up. <laughs> yeah. A little different this year with the uh, online setup. Um, you've been pretty pretty involved with that as well, right? Yes, uh, we we were um, during I think towards the end of last year, the fall semester. Um, that's when Andy, myself, Garrett, who's the AIAS president of Cal Poly Pomona, and Mark Mark Schulitz and Andy have always been the ones. Um, to actually really, you know, make this happen, um, the faculty. But we we were always reminded, Garrett and myself, that this is a student, this is a student-led for student event. <laughs> Garrett and I are always just like, got it, got it. <laughs> so yeah, yes, Garrett and I um, have been working really hard and he's you know, we work hand in hand together. And I, like I said, this is the very first time I believe that this has happened and be, not just because of um, COVID, but Garrett uh, and myself had, a we I had a pleasure of being in a studio with him for Walt Disney Imagineer. So we at least uh, were acclimated with one another and knew one another. So it was easy to work together. And he also has a uh, AIAS team helping him with the firm week concept board. And, you know, um, ASLA team is also working on um, keeping everything on check. And I'm obviously, you know, I work with you and <laughs> any other firms out there that's setting up their Calendly and making things um, as easy as possible. And, and for them to get everything rolling and complete. So, um, yeah, no, that's, I appreciate you guys being on top of those things and, and kind of fine tuning what we uh, need to provide, right. To get everything working. Uh, yeah. We're all yeah. learning. <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. I, you know, it's, 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 it can't be, uh, it, it, it's, it, it is basically a job for that, for that period, right. You have to make sure everything is, yes. is set up correctly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that's uh, you guys taking care of that on, on your end. Um, <laughs> and also wanted to uh, talk to you about uh, your role with um, the Cat Super Frisky documentary. Um, can you do you want to talk a little bit about the, what that is and, and how you got involved and what your what your role is? Yes. Um, so I enrolled in this class called um, film class. Right. It's an elective class um, taught by Michael. Todorin. Is it Todorin? Todorin. But I call him MT. He's, um, I don't see him as a professor or an instructor anymore. After this um, studio, I see him more as a friend, um, a really, a really good friend. And I call him MT because I, um, I, I don't know, I like giving nicknames. And I think MT is a really cool name. <laughs> um, so he, he, I was in his class and I remember specifically I was late. Oh my gosh, I was late. And he 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 walks in, he's like, All right, here's what we're gonna do. And I was actually I actually missed the first day of class. I was in Hawaii. And then and I, I was yeah, um 
I emailed him and then I said, hi, um, I'm going to be late. And he's like, oh, Hawaii's so great. And I knew right there and then that he was going to be a great professor. He wasn't like, oh, you can't miss the first day of class. <laughs> like, you know, um, but instead uh, he gave me an assignment like, hey, why don't you do a B-roll um, capture of Hawaii and show me your talent or whatever it is. So I did that. I sent him a video. Um, I think it's just him making us prove that we're actually in Hawaii, um, <laughs> like, uh, things like that. But I got involved with that film by, he gave us a list of here, here's the people that we're gonna interview this entire semester. And then I said, oh, you're missing an urban ecologist, ecologist of the city of LA, the very first. And then I told him about Kat Superbisky who also taught at Cal Poly Pomona. And then he's like, oh, wow. And then I think he came back the next class meeting and he's like, oh yeah, we're gonna do Kat Superbisky. Um, we're gonna film her, we're gonna follow her around and things like that, pre-COVID, of course. And, and he then later on fell in love with um, the, the topic of Casa Profisky, he the more he got to know her, the more research he's done, the more research the class has done, he he slowly said, this is gonna be a full feature film, a, a one hour long full film of a series, a docu-series that we're gonna make. And I was like, cool, um, I don't I don't mind. I, I'm, all, I'm here to, <laughs> to film, to do photography, anything that will like just, you know, excel my skill set in this. <laughs> I'm okay with that. And he had all the equipment. I have my camera that I had no problem using. And and you know, he eventually really delved into the super fisky film. And then later on, pandemic hit. Um he before, oh, actually, before the pandemic hit, he just um, started picking my brains and how to edit videos, how to how to use a setting, and then we started playing around with GoPros um, and GoPros chest pack and things like that with even um, lavalier mics. And he taught me how to sync things together. I had no idea about that. I personally would just use my drone and my, my camera, um, whether if I want a drone footage or if I want to go underwater, so I just go scuba diving and um, go with my camera underwater or anything, you know, I, there's no um, set of, oh, I need, I need to clap, <laughs> like things like that. So um, my involvement in that was a lot. I was very um, invested in that film. Um, because I, my passion also alongside design is photography and learning more about videography and photography is um, anything, anything for it, then, then I don't mind at all. Yeah, yeah. Are you continuing with photography work? Is that something that you're, you've been doing? I do. Um, <laughs> I, I first became a food photographer years ago, about eight or nine, maybe 10 years ago. Um, and I I was invited to events like My World on a Plate to do a photography for 
a chef named Kevin Lee. And he's a big Hollywood chef. And I, after that, it was just shot me out, shot me through the roof of like getting invited to um, Laurie's, get to order something. And um, I was known as the girl who would ask waiters in a fancy restaurant if they had a ladder. Um, and then they would just look at me like, what are you talking oh, about? For your camera? Yeah, I, I said, I need a ladder so I can get a, a an aerial view of a planned view of my food. I need to climb a ladder so I can take a picture of the entire table. And then and they said, I, we can't do that. And I said, well, I can take a really good photo for your restaurant if you don't give me a ladder. And like, you know, they, I guess they, I got known for that. And they started taking me seriously when every time I asked for a ladder. <laughs> um, and I said, do you want me to step on your fancy chair or a ladder? It's really up to you because <laughs> I don't mind. <laughs> um, but then I, it, that kind of, you know, died down for me because I got into school. I started going into school. I went back into really finishing my school um, for my bachelor's and because I only had an AA degree in fashion. So, <clears throat> so I, I, my mom said, you, you really need to get your bachelor's because an AA degree, unfortunately, is not gonna, is gonna be obsolete. And, and I went back and I listened to her. So school became my very first priority. And I had to drop that. And then eventually I um, I started getting back into photography, but I can't, I'm an avid um, uh, backpacker, camper, rock climber. Um, I'm always outdoors, um, but not, not recently because of COVID. Um, but um, I'm really into anything adrenaline um, rush kind of activities. So um, I got into nature photography and um the fact that I got into that, um, Sony started recognizing my work and they reached out to me and they said, hey, would you like to be a Sony ambassador for us? Um, we would send you lenses or anything, um, um, you know, for you to use and you get to tell us how you use it for, what you use it for. Um, and things like that. So I started enjoying photography again um, because it really has given me a different di difference between um, growth and comfort. I was uh, comfortable with um, food photography and I was comfortable with my own uh, skill set, but they really did push me out of my comfort zone. And they would tell me, well, we want you to go to Hawaii and shoot underwater with this lens um and it's gonna be early in the morning it's gonna be cold <laughs> and there might be jellyfish and there were there were um so they did a lot of the work unfortunately that i did i can't publish because you know it's not mine to share but oh man um it wasn't it's an adventure i can definitely see how that would you know when you're when you're tasked with something like that, it'll definitely help you to improve your skills as a photographer, right? Maybe we can start. Uh, it's probably a good spot to um, to maybe wrap up our uh, conversation, Francis. Do you is there a way for people to maybe get a hold of you or see some of your work that you'd like to share? Usually, I well, I have a website. Um, it's francisacinophoto.com. Um, 
it's my name, <laughs> photo.com. And um, I do have an Instagram also. I have two. I just opened up a design, uh, landscape design one dedicated to that because it was getting murky in my Francis Aquino for photography. It was getting murky with both designing and photography. So I created two separate ones, Francis Aquino, um, my Francis Aquino at Instagram, it's F-R-A-N-C-E-S-A-Q-U-I-N-A-U-X. And um, the design one is underscore design by Francis. Um, yeah, those two different Instagrams. And, and if anybody has any questions regarding um, the student ASLA chapter, um, is there a way for them to get a hold of you? Absolutely. Um, there is um, the Cal Poly Pomona ASLA student chapter Instagram. It's at CPP ASLA. Uh, you can follow that one directly, or you can also follow our department. It's at CPPLA. Um, both, both of those uh, Instagrams actually work hand in hand um, quite often uh, when it comes to promoting any department wide. Uh, announcements, anything like that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, Francis, thanks again for taking the time. Um, this has been, uh, you know, it's always one of the, one of the reasons why you wanted to have you. Obviously, is to get that student perspective, and um, we we'll definitely have that now to share. Yeah. Thank you so much, Pablo. Thanks for having me. I want to thank my guest, Frances Aquino, for taking the time to uh, hang out with us today and sharing her perspective on uh, life as a student. Thank you for listening, and go out and build something. Mm -hmm.